Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Anshad.net. Episode 60. Ensure proper school insurance. Usually when I introduce any of my podcast episodes, I try to share a little story that might be very loosely connected to what I'm about to discuss. But in my personal life, nothing very really, nothing very interesting really has happened to me, I guess, at all when it comes to insurance or insurance companies. Like many of you, I spend at least a few minutes every year giving out stink about why my car insurance has gone up despite having no complaints or claims. And then I spend a few hours browsing websites to try and find a cheaper alternative. And then, you know, filling in all these very long web forms that require huge amounts of information before they offer out any estimate. And they tend to end up being a higher price than what I'm already being offered by my current provider. And then I finally go back to my current provider and pay up the exorbitant fees they charge. Look, I do know that if I spent enough time filling out every insurance company's web forms, I probably could save myself a few euro as every company will offer a different price based on slightly different types of cover, depending on what you're looking for. However, apart from car insurance and house insurance and all that sort of stuff, in my job, as a, as a school leader, when it comes to schools, you'd expect that it'd be a different story and there would be no thinking about it and all schools would pay the same rate of insurance, probably per capita, per child, let's say. Well, as usual, when it comes to things in education, it's like the Christmas decorations all tangled up or maybe like a teenager's Facebook status. It's complicated, I guess. Um, In this episode, I'm going to go through why school insurance is yet another thing in education wrapped up in church control. And if I were the Minister for Education, how I would set the same insurance rates for schools. Hello, hello, you are very welcome to episode 60 of If I Were the Minister for Education. This is Simon Lewis from Anshad.net. And I bet you didn't think you might be listening to a full episode of this podcast talking about insurance. Gosh, how boring, how low do I need to go uh, in order to keep you listening? Well, please listen on. I'm going to try my very best to make something interesting out of insurance. I suppose many people wouldn't realise there's only one insurance company in Ireland that actually covers schools. They have a monopoly, as it were, and that company is called Allianz. Um, and there are a number of brokers out there that try and get better deals if they can bulk schools together, um, but they all have to head off to Allianz when it comes to making claims and so on. You'll notice I'm giving Allianz as some sort of French kind of thing. Allianz, I'm sure it's probably better, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, Allianz, or Alliance is one of the biggest insurance companies in the world. Did you know that in Ireland it's over it has over 700,000 customers. So like that's uh, that's a seventh of the population. One in seven Irish people is a customer of Alliance. Alliance. I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this for the rest of the episode. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try not say it. Um anyway, According to their website, uh, they have 700,000 customers, including every single school. 
And one potentially interesting fact about Alliance, or Alliance, uh, when it comes to schools is that up until 1999, schools didn't know them as Alliance. Schools knew them as church and general. And that's kind of interesting. And you might be going, oh my God, oh my God, for the love of God, Simon, is there any episode of this podcast that you do where you somehow try and find a way to get the church involved? I mean, of all things, something as mundane and boring as insurance couldn't be blamed on the Catholic Church. And there I am, there he is, Simon, there he is, straight away getting a ding in at the church. First of all, my friends, I haven't had my dig in yet. I simply said that until 1999, Alliance to Schools was known as Church and General. And big deal, you might say. Isn't there a pub at the bottom of Jervis Street called The Church, which is a bustling pub and nothing to do with the church anymore? It used to be a church. I don't know if you've ever come across it. But um, anyway, it's cool, actually. It's a renovated church and it's now a pub. Anyway, the thing is, though, Alliance and the Catholic Church have a big connection, okay? This is the difference. Now, I can't find figures any more recent than 2002, uh, which, I, which is interesting, but it's not that long ago, really. But, at, but that year, the Catholic Church had at least a 2% stake in Alliance. Isn't that interesting? They had a 2% stake in Alliance Ireland. Now, it may have been as big as 3.3%, but in 1999, that's what it was, 3.3% in, in 1999, and by 2002, it reduced to 2%. I don't know what the percent is now, but I imagine it's not zero. Let's have a, let's have a, a, a let's look for some clues, because if I fast forward from 2002 to 2018, so we're talking about now, around this time, kind of time, a couple of years ago, Alliance proudly supported and sponsored the World Meeting of Families in 2018. You might remember them. Do you remember the World Meeting of Families? Now, when we're talking about families, we're talking about Catholic families, not other families. But I mean, you know, that's a minor detail. But you might remember them from that reasonably empty Phoenix Park when the Pope came to Ireland. Yeah, that's the World Meeting of Families. And as their CEO, the Alliance CEO, said at the time, Alliance is proud to be associated with what we believe will be a world-class spiritual and social event not just for those in the Catholic community, but for all communities across Ireland and further afield. I might just repeat that last bit. Not just for those in the Catholic community, so they're, they're bringing the spiritual leader of the Catholic Church to Ireland, so it's not just for those in the Catholic community, but for all communities across Ireland and further afield. Now, I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm literally just quoting here. You see, the trouble with people with a strong faith, whatever that faith might be, is that they assume that their strong faith permeates outside of their strong faith. You know, kind of like how Catholic schools think they're inclusive to children who aren't Catholic. You, you might be one of those people who have said, we are a Catholic school, a proud Catholic school who are inclusive to all children. Now, Obviously, it's not just a Catholic thing, and I'm not having a go at just Catholics. Most religions do the same thing. If you go to any school in the country that's under denominational control, with, with one or two odd exceptions, they will say they are an inclusive school. And to be fair, it isn't just religious schools. Most organisations 
um, will call themselves inclusive, or most schools will call themselves inclusive, despite the impossibility of being inclusive. You can aspire to being inclusive, but the reality is if you're a denominational school, you're tolerant or potentially at best accommodating. So when the CEO, CEO of Allianz talks about um, bringing the Pope or sponsoring this world meeting of families, Catholic families, as being as not just for those in the Catholic community, but for all communities, he is talking from that privileged position where he believes that, every, that the Catholic faith is all-inclusive, which of course it isn't. And to be fair, it isn't just religions that do this. Most organisations think their influence spreads a lot further than it actually does. I mean, you can think of any organisation and they think they're bigger than they are. We are really all, um, I suppose, big fish in small ponds if, if the reality is there. But I digress. Linking oneself so strongly with the church can be problematic. I mean, let's look at the National Maternity Hospital debacle at the moment, which is built on church land and is um, is proving very, 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 very problematic. Um, you know, um, look at schools. In fact, 97% of schools are tied so strongly with the church that they can't teach certain things. I suppose the biggest one of those at the moment is the RSE uh, programme. But linking yourself so strongly with the church can be problematic for anyone, schools, hospitals, or anyone if you're linked with them. For example, aliens, for example, linking themselves with the church. For one, you might get embroiled in a minor scandal. For example, I don't know, if your insurance has been used to pay to cover sex abuse claims, which was reported by the Irish Times in 2003. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I have the link on the blog if you want to have a look at it. However, perhaps less seriously, but also a little bit problematic, is when a growing sector of schools are no longer connected to the church, but also need to be insured, and you are the only insurance company on the market who insures schools. Why, might you ask, would this be problematic? I mean, surely schools are all the same, no? I mean, surely there's a system in place that schools basically pay for their insurance based on their enrolment, given that schools only have the same capitation grant to pay for said insurance. Well, some of you might not have known that the Department of Education don't pay for school insurance, by the way, you know, because a lot of people probably think that. Well, they, they, they don't. Um, you might be surprised to learn that schools actually do not pay the same insurance rates. What happens is schools are clustered together into something called group rates. Now, I tell you, this is where this episode gets very exciting. Yes, I'm going to talk about group rates. So depending on your diocese, yes, it's run along religious lines. <laughs> what a surprise. Your insurance rates could be different to the next diocese. So this means that depending on how many claims have been made in your diocese, your insurance go, could go up or down. So let me rephrase that actually. It could go up. Never goes down, does it? I learned recently that if you're in a church building, as opposed to a government-owned building, now remembering that all buildings built by the Department of Education are gifted back to the churches, in which they use, in, so I mean, anyway, uh, which use their land. Um, and, and, and they basically do in all cases, if it's a church-run school. Which means if your building is not on church land, 
your insurance is going to be automatically higher because somehow because of the history of church in general or whatever it might be and now Allianz which is very very um, friendly in terms of uh, uh, the, the Catholic Church and its relationship there um, your insurance because your, your building is not owned by the church you have a, automatically have a higher insurance rate. Now I don't understand the reasons for this but um, I, I, I went to the trouble of ringing Allianz just to check it and confirm it because I read it and they did confirm it to me when, when I queried it. So if you're unlucky enough, in inverted commas, to be in a Gwale school probably or an Educate Together school, you're going to get pasted because the strong likelihood is that you don't own your own building or your patron for that matter doesn't own the building. So your rate is going to automatically reflect this and therefore you're going to be at a disadvantage. Now, none of this would matter if schools weren't footing the bill themselves. As I said, the problem is all schools receive the same capitation grant, which is used to pay for insurance or any costs really. But insurance rates vary so much that if you're in the wrong diocese, so for example, if a claim was made in your diocese, not even your school, your insurance premium will go up more than a diocese that didn't have a claim. Or worse, if you're in, in, in not in a religious run school at all, you're going to be paying more per annum than, another, than other schools. This means some schools have an extra couple of thousand euro in their piggy banks because their group scheme is deemed to have been of a lesser risk. Get it? I don't know. I think it's fairly self-explanatory, really. I hope I'm being clear anyway. Being of lesser risk often means that your group, basically, if you do, it basically means that have had less claims. So let's say an accident happens in a Gwaelskull and a large payment has to be made to the family um, through the insurance. What happens then is if these Gwaelskullner are in a group scheme together, so let's say First and Petruna have a group scheme, I don't know if they do, but let's say they do, all Gwaelskullner, not just that Gwaelskull, all Gwaelskullner, will have their premium increased the following year. Now, given the monopoly on school insurance, because Allianz are the only show in town, there's nowhere to go. Now, brokers will try and get a decent deal, but it's always the same story. You're, if you're in a non-church-run school, your insurance is going to be higher, uh, per capita. Now, I think it goes without saying that this is a crazy system. And it needs to change. It's I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've come to a conclusion so quickly in a podcast episode before. 15 minutes where I summarise a problem and it, it, it very quickly emerges that this is a ridiculous situation. And for those of you who are giving out about me giving out about the church and its involvement, even in insurance, I think by now I've made my point. Anyway, what needs to change? Well, two things. Two things desperately need to change. The first one is scrap these group schemes. It's, it's idiotic to have group schemes, um, especially those based on religious lines. I mean, imagine, isn't it, isn't it amazing that by default, because there's only one insurance company which has uh, an interest in the Catholic Church um, or religious education involved, that they're rewarded for being religious-run schools by the insurance company and they pay less of a premium per capita. Effectively, all schools should be treated equally. 
scrap any group scheme at all and essentially all schools should be treated with exactly the same um, rate per capita. The second thing that needs to change, um, apart from these idiotic group schemes, is rather than providing schools with capitation grants to cover some of the costs, the Department of Education should basically pay the premium for every school in the country to the insurance companies. Like, there's no reason for this money being passed from the Department of Education to schools who then have to pay the insurance company. We're a middleman in a way. And all it does is it, um, I, I suppose, what it does is it ensures the Department of Education don't fund insurance properly. Um, I mean, firstly, I mean, I suppose, like the advantages of it, firstly, it would, it would make things cheaper um, overall, which would it probably would save the Department of Education money. And secondly, there'd be no need for us being the middleman, you know, saving even more money again. So what I did was, rather than giving out, and, you know, I haven't, I suppose some of you might be going, okay, Simon, you know, you've made a case, but where's the figures? You know, you haven't, you know, it's very easy to say that, but where's your proof? Where is the proof? So I tried to find out the different rates that are charged depending on patronage. But when I did, I, 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 when I say when I did, when I contacted Allianz directly, they refused to provide the information. Now, my suspicion is that there wasn't any differences between the patron bodies. Um, well, if there wasn't any, sorry, my suspicion is that if there wasn't any differences between the patron bodies, well, they wouldn't have had any, they wouldn't have had an issue with publishing them. I mean, it makes very little sense to me that they wouldn't be transparent about their rates to schools. But I'm going to have to leave that to some intrepid journalist with money for freedom of information uh, to find out because I'm not spending money on this uh, to find out. But I can absolutely, um, I would say it would be money well spent if you're a nice uh, intrepid journalist out there listening to this podcast because I'd say the figures will be justified. However, one thing schools do know is that insurance prices have gone up to ridiculous levels in the last five years. And interestingly, the capitation grant hasn't increased to make up for the deficit. So let's look at some numbers that we can get. So one example was St. Teresa's Special School in Ballinasloe, County Galway, after its insurance bill increased from €3,000 in 2017 to €26,000 in 2019. In two years, it increased by 23000 It was, how, how would you say, non-tuppled? Um, almost, uh, yeah, multiplied by nine, non-tuppled, according to the Irish Times. In 2019, the state ended up actually sending emergency funds to nine schools where their insurance skyrocketed. And at the time, according to the article, the department said it's working as a matter of urgency with boards of management and relevant government departments, including the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform and the state claims agency to find a resolution. I don't know what that means. I'm recording this in the middle of 2021. And despite the fact there was almost six months where schools were shut and thus there were clearly no injuries or insurance claims, insurance costs didn't go down by anything really near enough, I would say. And most schools report that their insurance costs have actually doubled or trebled in the last few years. And ultimately, Despite all this, nobody seems to have done a single thing. NAPSME, 
Do you remember them? Vaguely, NABMSME, yeah, they're, they're, they're the organization that are, they, they're the representatives of boards of management of special schools and special classes. They decided they'd help special schools form some sort of community group so the schools could come together to try and get a better deal. And for those of you who don't know what, uh, as I said, what NAVSME is, don't worry, nobody really does anymore. They're supposed to advocate for special schools and special classes, but evidence of this is extremely difficult to find. And in their last newsletter, because I, I looked, there was a total of how many articles advocating for special schools and special classes? How many? How many articles? Yep, zero. And less than 20% of schools with special classes are now members. Anyway. The idea of grouping together the special schools is really the equivalent of grouping together deck chairs on the Titanic. Oh, by the way, yeah, sorry, oh my God. I can't believe I used that cliche. Of all the cliches to use, I used the grouping together of the deck chairs on the Titanic. How posh a cliche to use by me. Anyway, uh, yeah, you'll probably notice if you realise, if you, if, you, um, if you listen to this podcast, I do kind of bastardise you know, cliches. So I, I, the rearranging of deck chairs, isn't it? Isn't that the right thing? Anyway, I've grouped together deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, anyway, it's entirely for my own amusement that I do these kind of silly things of cliches, isn't it? Anyway, listen back to some of my episodes and I'll try and shoehorn all sorts of cliches if I can. Anyway, ultimately, there isn't really much more to say. <laughs> I, I've been kind of filling it with little side stories and uh, things like that because it's fairly straightforward. You know, I can summarise it. Allianz has a complete monopoly on school insurance. It's very likely that Catholic schools pay slightly less insurance than everybody else. Even so, everyone pays at least double what they were paying a decade ago and the capitation grant hasn't been adjusted to make up for that gap. None of our representative bodies have done anything at all, possibly because of the fact that Allianz sponsors all of their conferences. <laughs> Gosh, this is getting worse as I summarise it. And finally, schools around the country are basically screwed over financially. So yeah, there's, there's the summary. So I guess uh, we don't have any figures because Allianz refused to publish them. We just need an uh, some sort of journalist to get a freedom of information request. Maybe they'll be able to get uh, to figure that one out. And we also know that the Department of Education haven't increased uh, the capitation and grant uh, to allow for the double and the average double and treble of insurance costs for schools. So, I mean, ultimately, there are the two problems. And if I were the Minister for Education, I suppose what I would do is I'd ensure that every school paid the same insurance per capita. And I would also ensure that the Department of Edu Education covered the costs. So um, that's kind of it, really. Um, I guess uh, if you're if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, um, try and listen to some other ones. This is probably not the most interesting one I've ever covered. Um, but uh, I mean, when you when you say that even the word insurance makes people's eyelids drop. Um, I, I I guess for me, um, when I was researching this episode, I was absolutely astonished. Um, with how tied in Alliance are with the Catholic Church um, and how that actually filters through to the rest of the education system. You know, the fact that they're major sponsors of all representative bodies conferences means that there's a conflict of interest in terms of the representative bodies making a stance potentially against insurance companies for, their, for the amount of money that they're charging schools. And actually, to be honest with you, 
even even uh, with, with uh, you know, even I, I, I suppose um, insurance companies obviously have to make profits and I don't think they're making huge profits out of schools to be fair, but there's there's something not right um, about, uh, I suppose, the costs uh, being uh, on, on schools and the money not matching it from the Department of Education. And I think that might be the bigger issue in this case. So for the first time in my, um, possibly in this podcast, I am saying that the bigger problem is not the Catholic Church connection, but actually the Department of Education being stingy with their money. So there you go. If you've got this far in this episode, uh, i.e. the conclusion, um, you'll there have a, you'll have an admission from me that the Catholic Church is not the biggest problem uh, when it comes to insurance companies, but it's actually the Department of Education. So there you go. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you've uh, and uh, if you have, please be sure to tune in every Friday evening to as I record them, uh, as I record them and release them. Uh, the podcast can be found on any of your podcasting uh, apps, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your podcasting tools, just by searching for onshot.net or if I were the Minister for Education. I'd really appreciate you subscribing to the podcast and uh, so each new episode will be available to you immediately after its release. Uh, please also feel free to review the podcast so others can find it more easily. That's it for me. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. All the best. Bye bye.